Erectile dysfunction is a malady that affects millions of men of every demographic. Well, then you must be a demographic anomaly because you're statistically likely to be affected by every sexual dysfunction listed in the AMA. Do you believe everything you read in peer-reviewed scientific literature that's in vogue with upstart theorists, irregardless of the FDA's time-tested data? Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. Alrighty then, welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and I'm having, I was actually going to go, what's up bitches, because that's the kind of mood I'm in right now. Um, I've had a, a, a shitty week, and it's Wednesday, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is happening, but I don't understand a week could go this bad with you know, two days in, it doesn't even make sense. It's just, it's, it's, it's redonkulous as we used to say. Um, it's just, it's fucking crazy how, you know, and there's a reason, there's a complete reason. And I know it's kind of a holiday week. Um, you know, Easter is Sunday. Um, Passover was yesterday. Tax day was yesterday. This Friday's good Friday. It's, I don't know, maybe something in spring. It's spring today. It was, it was, it's been like 60, 62 degrees the past couple of days up here in Boston. And it's been fantastic. But today we got fucking snow. What is happening? I, I can't wait the five days. You know what I mean? I mean, I just cannot wait the five days for the gun permit. I just can't. And, and speaking of that. There's been so many things. I got to say, I'm not, I'm not bad. It's just, I'm, it's stressful for some reason. It was probably taxes. And because it is tax season, um, well, tax season, it's over now, but it's not over because I'm still paying for it. Um, but I'll get into that in my monologue. So I just want to say welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. If you're joining us for the first time, um, it's the show's undergone a new format. I've changed some things. Um, the the formatting's actually smoother. It's gone. It's gotten a little better, um, structure wise, all that stuff. Um, yeah, your two. <laughs> it's ninety two percent swear words. Fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. There we go, right there. Um, and that's fine. It's just the way it is. Um, 
But uh, if so, if you're just joining Radio Regardless, um, welcome. And if you're listening via the via my uh, website, markscalia.com, uh, I can see you based on the analytics. And well, not until tomorrow, so it's kind of stalkerish. Um, but if you do want to get a chance to live chat like uh, everybody else is uh, on Mixler, because we've got uh, got about six listeners now. Um, uh, right now, but it's early. We just started. But if you are listening through my website and you'd like to participate in the chat, simply click the little stereophonic box and it will zip you uh, to Mixler.com and then you would sign on using a, a Facebook email uh, or you would sign on using whatever email you'd like, um, which is fine. And then you can actually participate in the chat. And right now everybody's chatting. And the big question is, who is your two dads? And that is uh, Paul. Actually, yeah, it is Paul. There we go. It's Paul, a.k.a. the Paul Report. Um, and Paul and, and Guy we have uh, another show, which I may talk about that a little bit later coming up. But now it's time for the Happening Now monologue. So before we get into that, I did this thing last week, and I enjoyed it so much. Um, it's this week in movie history. And as, of course, movie history is both past, present, and future. So there is some real stuff in here, because this I do the week because I won't get to talk to you guys for a lot of that time. So, happening this week, back in 1865, a half-man, half-fish hybrid is found, and uh, they named him Abraham. Um, and that's from the movie news. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, that is from the movie. See if anybody knows. If you know it, type it in. Um, 1889, Charlie Chaplin is born. 1903, Elliot Ness was born. Um, this week, 1912, very obscure reference. Time traveling dwarves appear on the Titanic very briefly. <laughs> so that's 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 a very obscure. Mom, Dad, don't touch it. It's evil. There we go. Uh, that's the same reference. So we'll go through them. 1927, May West is se- sentenced to ten days in jail for obscenity. Uh, which, uh, okay, 1932, this week, James Bond is born, according to Diamonds Are Forever, which was the movie Time Bandits. It is, yes, it is Time Bandits. Thank you. Uh, that was the other one. Uh, the half-man, half-fish hybrid found in uh, 1865 named Abraham. See if you get that one, too, and we'll keep moving on. Um, 1947, this week, 1947, Major League's Major League Baseball's first black player played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. See if you figure that one. Uh, Let's see. In 1970, at 10.06, uh, I think it was uh, yesterday. I'm not sure, but it's at at 10.06. The phrase, Houston, we have a problem, was uttered. Uh, And it, was it nine years? 1995. And uh, this is, it's almost been 10 years, Oklahoma City bombings. Um, that is both fictional and real. Uh, and then in this date, in this week, in 2004, Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, Dustin Moskovit, Moskovitz, and Eduardo, Eduardo, <laughs> I should have read these first. I know I was going to have a hard time with them. Eduardo Severin. Form the Facebook.com LLC company. And that is, that is, uh, yes, it was 40. It, it was actually uh, the Jackie Robinson story, 42. Yes, Apollo 13, Time Bandits. Time Bandits was in, James Bond was in Time Bandits too. I didn't know that. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. He was. Um, but actually, the 1865 half-man, half-fish hybrid found named Abraham was from the movie Hellboy. And, of course, Mark Zuckerberg, Dustin, and Eduardo were from uh, The Social Network. Uh, so that is happening now, on the happening monologue, happening now monologue, uh, with This Week in Movie History. And now we're going to move on to uh, to something that uh, both dear and not to me. Um, I went through this after I was dealing with um, all the taxes and stuff like that, because I... I, I did okay. I mean, I, I owe some, but I have to do quarterlies, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. If anybody does the work for themselves, you have to do quarterlies, which means the government says that you think you're going to make this amount of money, so you put in this amount of tax, and you do it four times, and it's blah, blah, blah. Um, so it, it's been a little stressful. But I was looking through uh, some other things, and it's kind of ironic that uh, that Paul is actually on the chat right now, because I was going through some other stuff, and I found... A old clip I did from when Paul Kravitz and I were doing uh, sound bites, and I would do my own little monologue in the show. And I found from 2000, January 25th, 2000, over 14 years ago, I put this out. And I was going to re-record it uh, because the quality was bad, but I figured out a way to wash it up and clean it so it sounds much, much better. So this is my little... Uh, um, take on taxes 14 years ago. The following feature has been rated R. Show me the money. We fought a war in this country about taxes, and now it seems we must keep fighting. They say tax the rich because they have it. But the money we make is ours. Does the government have the right to take so much when they don't work our jobs and pay our bills? More people are in government jobs than are not. We pay them with our money. And they say that they don't make enough. When was the last time you could give yourself a pay raise just by passing a law? That's like getting an allowance from your parents and every couple of weeks telling them that you're not making enough and they're making too much. The federal government was originally set up to protect the people with a standing army and to preserve the infrastructure. Now it seems that the redistribution of this country's wealth is the new goal. I'm all for paying taxes. They do a lot of good things that we need. Public schools and safety, they're the main costs. But when did the government turn into Big Brother? I believe that the government has grown so big that it has forgotten the very principles on which it was founded. If you cheat on your taxes, you're fined with penalties and made to pay. If you cannot pay, you're put in jail. I know several people who have been audited. It's not a pretty procedure. That reminds me of a story a fellow comic once told me. A booker once asked me, before I went on stage, not to say the word fuck. I asked him, sure, but why? He told me that some people might find the word offensive. And I told him I thought a lot of words might be found offensive, like audit. Because personally, I would rather be fucked than audited. That was me, <laughs> 14 years ago, and I realized the sound quality was kind of bad, but I, I did the best I could. We were dealing with some really primitive equipment back then, <laughs> so 
<laughs> the best we could. Yeah, I got political. Yeah, I did. Um, it was more than that. I had a whole bunch of other stuff about marriage and stuff like that. And uh, it was kind of good. I did a pre-recording thing. But that was that was 14 years ago I did that. And, I mean, what was I, 30, 31, 32 when I was at it? it you know, but it's it's it seems the same. I mean, because it's, and now it's even worse, I guess. So, and I don't want to be that guy. But that's the tax thing. That's uh, just a, another miserable freaking thing and i i know we need it i know and i know but on a happier note it is the holiday season it's uh the easter holiday season and uh i'm gonna break it down a little bit i'm gonna i'm gonna just see how uh everybody feels about holidays and easter stuff things and uh you know talk about the easter Fucking kidding, Easter Bunny did this? All I said was Easter Bunny at the Menlo Park Mall was more convincing. He just jumped the railing and knocked me down. He's fucking dead. I'll let it go. He's under a lot of pressure. What the hell happened to him? The guy in Easter Bunny suit kicked his ass. I had it coming. Fuck all that shit. Come on, Sal Bob. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Get away in line like everybody else. What the hell is this? This is for Brody. That's, that's what we need to do, beat up a fucking Easter bunny. The winter, we needed to punish the weatherman. And now the Easter, the spring, we need to punish the Easter bunny. And just so you know, I mean, I'm a recovering Catholic. I don't go as often to church. But I, I did do some research. And uh, I, I do have um, I do have some, well, I have some, I have like four or five, I don't even know. I probably have like probably eight or nine, maybe 10, 12 Jewish friends that aren't Catholic. They celebrate you know, Passover, and to my Jewish friends listening, happy Passover, and I know it started yesterday, but I know, because I did some research, it lasts like seven days. Why do all the Jewish holidays last a fucking week? I don't know. I'm just, I was going to convert, but I actually, I did some research, and I found this on the History Channel. This is, this, I, I'm not making it up. I found this on the History Wednesday Channel. Nine, on History, made every day. Springtime signifies the season of Passover. It begins at the sunset, marking the start of the 15th day of Nisan. Get into Nisan now! The pharaohs of Egypt enslaved the Jews. Slaves are mine. According to the book of Exodus, God sent Moses to convince the pharaoh. Silent breed is people! But the pharaoh chose to ignore the request. Fuck off! God unleashed nine plagues onto Egypt, including locusts, hailstorms, and disease. Chlamydia, syphilis, gonorrhea, etc. For the tenth plague, God slayed all firstborn sons in the land. When the Pharaoh's own son was killed by the wrath, Bring on passage of kill my son. He reluctantly agreed to let Moses lead his people out of Egypt. The story of the Hebrews' deliverance from bondage is remembered with a meal called the Seder. One of the most famous satyrs was Pan. He invented the Pan Pipes. The Passover Seder is one of the oldest continuing ceremonial customs in human history. You invited a sex offender over for Seder? Are you out of your mind? Cheryl, what would Jesus do? Huh? Cheryl! No! Cheryl! No! Wednesday at 9 on History, made every day. And that's the Passover from the History Channel uh, right there. I had a lot of fun doing that. I really did. I had a ton of fun doing that. I was laughing all day. As miserable as I feel, 
that was actually a worth every hour I spent on it. And I literally spent uh, eight to ten hours on that. So I just, I think the, uh, I don't know, the, if the Soylent Green is the funniest line or the Klingon Bastards, you killed my son. I don't know. <laughs> which is funnier to me um but that's the passover story <laughs> for those of you who are listening um if i don't know the history channel i don't know they've, they've gone on a lot of reality shows so i don't know i don't know kirk was not no technically kirk was an anti-semite but he can't be because he's jewish so there you go put that in your pipe and thing what you do in the thing there <laughs> So, so that's that's how I got away with it. Kirk is Jewish, yes, and so is Spock, uh, by the way. Um, and I think Chekhov was too, but I don't. Let's not debate that. <laughs> he he, yeah, he didn't like Klingons. He yeah, nobody liked Klingons. <laughs> God is gonna get me. God, first of all, if God doesn't want me, he would have caught me by now. Because he's just letting everybody else fuck with me. That's what it is. This Klingons on the starboard bow, starboard bow, starboard bow. So, and I'd play that. But I got something else for you. So before I um before I call our guest and we go to break and we call our guest, there's one more thing I wanted to play because I've actually been kind of depressed uh, the past couple weeks with work and money and things like that. And that's why I do the show because I really want to have some fun. And it's you know it's about an hour and a half and it makes me feel better. It makes me kind of forget a little bit uh, about how my hernia operation and then money and stuff. And I just want to have a good time. And I think that's really what I'm trying to do. But I came across this, and this is something that uh, I, I did with a friend of mine, Tommy Drake. We were in, um, He's based out of Houston. And we had done this, uh, this thing. We just had a, I had a microphone on my old laptop. And <laughs> roses are red, violets are bluish. Yep. Easter is fun, but Passover is Jewish. Is that it? Is that where you're going? There's a delay. You got to type faster, because I'm 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 bringing up the next bit. I've moved on. If it wasn't for Jesus, we'd all be Jewish. Yes, I know. All right, I'll just I'll ruin the punchline. So I typed. I said it before you typed it. There you go. But I had done this thing a, a, a good a good ten years ago with a friend of mine, Tommy Drake, and uh, I I I think you're gonna like it. It's it's literally. It's just about two guys, because we just came up with the idea. It was two guys trying to commit suicide. I guess we should go over the logistics of how we do this, huh? Okay. Yeah. I got. I have the guns. This is yours, and this one's mine. And they're loaded. They're ready to go. We're all set. They're loaded? Yep. How many bullets are in each one? One. Don't you think that's... Aren't we taking a chance there? I really didn't feel that we'd need any more than one. I mean, I'm going to kill you, and you're going to kill me, and that's pretty much the way it's going to work. Now, how come you said I'm going to kill you first? I'm going to kill you, then you're going to kill me. Well, not if I'm already dead. This the reason why we're doing this is because I told you I don't think I can kill myself. All right, fine. Okay. But I don't think I'd have a problem killing you. Then that came out wrong. I'll put one more bullet in each guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they're really easy to use. The clip. See the bullet? Yeah. You put it in, okay. and you just cock, pull this. Uh, you know, I'd appreciate it if you weren't pointed at me while you were doing well, that. Well, I have to point. All right, I'm sorry. We'll put it over here. And Thank then, you. And then this is okay. So now you have two bullets. Okay, great. And let me put one in mine. Okay. Okay. So then I, I would hold my gun in my right hand, and you would hold yours in your left hand. And okay. just like this. Okay. Do you have the note? Yeah, it's I right would, here. You put it in an envelope. Yeah, I put it in an envelope. Did you sign our names? Well, I wrote our names at the bottom of the note. 
Well, I just thought that maybe I could sign my own name. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know what you wrote, but at least I could have signed. Oh, no, there it is. You know what? You don't want to sign the note. You don't care whether or not your name is at the bottom of the note. I wish you would just be honest. I wish you would say, you know what, Tommy? I want to open that envelope, and I want to proofread the note because I don't think you did a good job with the note. I will give it to you right now. All you have to do is look me in the eye and say, Tommy, I want to proofread the note. Tommy, I want to proofread that note. You son of a bitch! You know what? Here, the envelope is open there. Take the note out. Go ahead. Proofread the note because you don't trust that I can write us a good suicide note. That's that's fine. We'll we'll go with that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. You're settling for my note, right? No. Now. Okay. Well, you're settling for my note. The, the reason what? I'm not 100% with it is there's a little the the paragraph right here. You you indicate that it it just it comes across as we're gay. That's the nicest part. I thought that was a good part to put in there that we do everything together. We've lived together. We're gonna die together. We're soulmates. Just because just because it says we're soulmates, it doesn't mean that we're sleeping together. No, but that and the fact that we're both naked uh, may point in a direction that I'm not real comfortable. I told you I came into this world naked. I wanted to go out of the world naked, and you agreed right there. You didn't argue with that when I said it. Right, and it's that and the fact that your use of the semicolon. You know what? It's proper use of a semicolon. If more people knew how to write, there'd be more semicolons around. I'm not going to argue. I, I like the note. It's fine. Let's just do this and we'll go. On three. On, on three. The, the count of three. So we go one, two, bang, right? Yes, we okay. go one, two, bang. So let's go. Hang on a second. What? You can't just go one, two, bang. There needs to be some rhythm to it. Rhythm? You got to say it like this. You got to go one, two, bang, because then, then you got okay. the rhythm. All right. So let me hear you do that. One, two, Bang. All right. Is that good? Okay. That was good. You know what? I'd like to hear it again uh, with a little less sarcasm. Okay. Look, Tom, I just, uh, you know, you, you've come to the agreement. Let's just do it. Okay. You know what? what? The only way it's going to work is if we count together. Uh, one of us will say ready. The other one will say set. And then together we'll say one, two, bang. Okay. So are you ready? Set. No, 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 no. I was asking no, uh, if you were ready for yeah, me to no, say No, no, no. Actually, I'm ready. Ready. Set. One. What was that? I'm having a little, little hesitation. I read the note, and I'm, I'm not comfortable. You're having second thoughts because you read the note. Well, you could have used better stationery at the very least. That's I just, could have what? It's a, it's a beautifully crafted note, but I, we should do something better than that. We should like, you know, I mean, we can audio tape it. I mean, do we have a boombox or some kind of audio recorder or something? Or? You know what? We could use the answering machine, the telephone answering machine. Okay. We, okay. Let's do it on the outgoing message. Okay. Okay. Alright, okay, here we go, ready? Yeah. Uh, hi, this is Tommy. And this is Mark. And we're not home right now. Because we're dead! Mark, I, I, uh, I don't think it should be funny. Well, it, no. It should be kind of somber. Oh, here, hit the button, hit the, hit the button, let me do it, I'll do it. Hi, this is Tommy. And this is Mark. And, um, we both decided that, uh, that we're not... Oh, that's nice. What What is this, a 10-second tape? Well, I'm sorry. It's not that easy. We have 10 seconds to record our last... I kind of tape that fits in there. I'll do if it. If you think you could do it, you do Fine. it. Fine. Hi, this is Mark and Tommy, and we can't answer the phone because we just committed suicide. We decided this plane of existence doesn't really agree with Dennis anymore. So please leave your name or number, and I'm sure the investigating officer will get a hold of you. See? Fine. To the point. Done. All set. Ready? Mark, uh, before we do this, I want to say something to you. I thought that message was uh, was really good. You, you did.
Yeah, I'm serious. I'm being serious when I say this. And you, you, you wouldn't change it? You don't want your voice on her or anything? You know what? I, I feel like I'm part of it because I feel like you're conveying a mood and uh, I think the message is, is brilliant and I, I think it's almost as good as the note that I worked very hard on that if you would have just accepted, we would have been dead eight minutes ago. Fine. Ready, set, one, two... I knew they'd go through with it. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and I didn't have to do, well, I did some editing on it, uh, but it's, it's, it's bad quality because we did it in like a Radio Shack microphone in an old uh, Toshiba laptop, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Um, but that is a double suicide as it's uh, known to be called double suicide. So that being said, um, hopefully you enjoyed that. That's all my pre-production bits for the uh, for the night. Um, and now what we're going to do is we're going to tease out some of the games because uh, here at Radio or Irregardless with Mark Scalia, we play some games. And you, the listening audience, will get a chance to play some of those games with us as well. Um, we're going to be playing Are You Threatening Me? where I play a movie clip of a threat and you have to guess the movie. And also, uh, we're going to be playing... Oh, I just wrote it down. We're going to be playing Would You Like Cheese with that uh, that's what we're going to be playing. And who are we playing with, you might say? Mark, who's going to be your guest? We don't know, because here we're here. You did, did, did. Tonight's guest is extremely funny comedian Matt Kona. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, after our first break, I'm going to call Mr. Kona, and you are going to get to know him, because uh, he is indeed extremely funny, and you are just going to completely love him. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. Oh, one more thing. Uh, please, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to email or text. Oh, email, text. Uh, feel free to email or call the Radio Irregardless hotline, hotline at... 978-219-9294. And if I can move fast enough, I can put it all right in the chat. There we go. I did. Yes, I did. Here we go. And if when you do that, if you leave me a message, either uh, email or on the phone line, um, at the before the end of the show, I will address any questions that you have, any um, concerns, any comments. It could be anything. About uh, I think last week somebody asked how to get blood out of a, a very expensive Oriental rug. Um, but I think the caveat was they were asking for a friend. Um, yeah, I think that was it. Uh, so and uh, there was some phone calls and stuff. So please uh, feel free. To, uh, to call the hotline, 978-219-9294, or email radioirregardless at gmail.com uh, for that. And we have a new listener. Hello, Montreal. What's that? Khalil? Khalil Montreal. I don't know if, you, if you're from Montreal or your last name is Montreal, but either way, it's very interesting. And you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with our wonderful comedian, Matt Kona. I mean, there I was, just 
just trolling through the internet, and all of a sudden this leaf pops up. Turns out it's my cousin. Found out all the things she likes, you know, where she lives. It was actually really, really cool. And that's when I discovered Ancestry.com. Visit Ancestry.com and discover the world's largest online resource. You don't have to know what you're looking for. You just have to start looking. When you watch cable TV, sometimes there's nothing good on. And when there's nothing good on, you get bored. And when you get bored, yada, 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 yada. And Nazis come and rape your grandchildren. Don't let Nazis rape your grandchildren. Get rid of cable and upgrade to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and about to call our very funny uh, comedian, Mr. Matt Kona. Let's dial this man up right now. Let's see if this is working in the big, uh, the big, let's see if I can produce my own show. Oh, it's ringing. It's ringing. One ringy dingy. There we go. Let's see. He's probably just listening. He's not going to, he's not going to answer. Hello. Matt Kona. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, my friend. It is, uh, we're having a good show if you're not listening. I know I'm having a good time. I don't care. Um, hey. But how are you? Have you been listening to the show via the website? <laughs> uh, I was unable to, to get it. I'm, I'm not in my home headquarters. I'm in my mobile unit. <laughs> I, to go to, uh, I actually did try to go to Dunkin' Donuts. Or close to one and uh, get their Wi-Fi, but it's very slow in there. Oh, in Charlestown, Mass. At the moments right now, I, I I will I will second that because it's it's both the uh, Wi-Fi is slow and the customer service is slow at yeah. all Dunkin' Donuts. So yeah. Matt, we have uh, we have some wonderful listening uh, wonderful listening uh, audiences uh, audiences. We have some wonderful listening audience. Uh, so if you would please uh, tell our lovely uh, audience about you, you are Matt Kona. Is that correct? <laughs> correct. Yeah, and you are a world you're a world famous comedian. Is that is that correct as well? I, I have uh, I have been. To very specific parts of the world, not all over, quite <laughs> yet, yet. But uh, yes, but I'm no stranger to audiences, so it's nice to be here with your listening audience on radio, regardless. Well, <laughs> they uh, they actually might have some questions for you. If they do have any questions, uh, they will. Uh, what is this? Fun fact: We have the most haunted Dunkin' Donuts in the U.S. Who's we? You mean Salem? Anyway. Salem, there are 16 Dunkin' Donuts in Salem. I used to live in, in Salem, Massachusetts in uh, 2005. Yeah. And Salem is not that big a city either. No, no, it's not that big at all. They kind of just hide them around. And, uh, <laughs> there's some inside of haunted houses and, you know, uh, it's, it's quite complicated. It's but 16 the, Dunkin' Donuts, yeah, crazy. There's one in the city hall. There's one of the post offices. <laughs> Actually, but you um so so tell uh, our listening audience uh how long you've been at the stand-up thing matt well i started doing stand-up in august of 2009 so but i started when i was like 27 so i tried to get a head start make up for lost time and just get on stage as much as possible so i would try to get up 
multiple times a night if if I could and really uh really try to get to my goal number in 2010 which was to do it 300 times and uh, I ended up uh, surpassing that by a bunch I I got 454 for the year and um I feel like it helps me develop and and, and find my comedic voice and uh, you know just been chipping away since then just so you said four four hundred fifty four shows in a single year. Well, yeah, you know, between open mics and sets and stuff like that. Just every time I got on stage, I counted it and and kept a little diary and a calendar of it and tried to just make up for lost time. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's uh, that's very good because if you four fifty four in a year, there's only three sixty five in a year. So you were doubling up or even tripling up some nights. Yeah, some nights. Uh, I think one time I did it four times. Oh, you know what? Actually, this is this is a great uh, story that I love to tell. I did a um, four sets in, in one night. Was, you know, I think there was two shows and two open mics in one night. And I have a I have a bit where I just I'll ask the, someone in the crowd what their favorite animal is, and you get all sorts of different answers. So it's it's a fun little crowd work tactic to see if you can come up with something in the moment and there's stuff that I've written jokes about because they've happened before and on one night in particular every person that I asked at, at each different show gave me the same answer <laughs> do you want to guess guess what guess what uh, animal they chose uh, let's see gerbil close kind of chipmunk no, no, no. It was more close in the uh, uh-huh. spelling. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it? Giraffe. Giraffe? Yeah. Giggity, giggity, giggity goo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Giraffe. Four, and four very different looking people. You know, the first was a, a college girl. The second, the guy looked like he just got paroled. <laughs> and the... And the yeah, uh, the oh, the third was was you know an, a very intellectual looking woman, and uh, the the fourth was just a drunk guy on a date at like midnight on a Wednesday at uh, at the Baron in Somerville. <laughs> so, That's I, I I was so ecstatic. I almost didn't want to ask the fourth guy because uh, you know I just said I don't want to break this in such a great streak. Three people in a row said giraffe, but I have to ask. When he said it, I just wanted to break into song, but uh, I, I held back until after the set. I said, hey, just so you know, four in a row. <laughs> they didn't seem that impressed. I was just yeah. no giraffe. Uh, no, yeah. I'm actually looking. I found hey, something. Me. Oh, good morning, honey. That feels really good. I do what? what? Hey, hey, hey! What the hell? You're not the same giraffe from last night. Get out of here! <laughs> what the hell? No, 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 no! All right, there we go. I love the giraffe. I just love the giraffe. You're not the same giraffe from the other night, which is bizarre. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's weird that they named giraffe, like yeah. out of everything. That's four different people's favorite animals just on one night. So with, uh, with you trying to uh, make up for lost time for doing all those shows in, in one year, um, what, uh, I, I mean, are you writing... Yeah, you writing that much so quickly, or no, not always. I mean, it would be me just hammering. I mean, this is also this was the first full year that, that I was doing comedy that I was doing this, so I didn't really have an, 
an official approach to writing. I just, I, I wrote scraps of stuff. I would tape record my sets every night. I would try to listen to it that night. If I had something, I would, I would jot it down. But the big thing was on Saturdays, I would listen to every set because I don't have my day job on Saturday. I just listen to every set from the week and try to almost act as my own writing partner. I just punch up the jokes and revise them. But I mean, I, I guess I wrote a lot, but not that much that, sticks around you know it's just <laughs> you just it just kind of flows out and yeah, you try it once or twice but yeah i so, mean the problem with doing so many open mics though is you see a lot of the same people so part of you wants to do different stuff all the time but i think overall that could kind of you know hurt, probably hurt you more than it helps you if you're what was your what was your favorite uh, your favorite jokes in that uh, in that run? Were there a bunch of hot jokes or any of them that you're still doing now? Did they evolve or? Uh, actually, I had a couple of jokes that were that stuck with me for years that that I would open and you know close with sometimes, and and many of which were uh, you know health punched up, um, health get punched up by friends of mine that I was doing these open mics with. Um, I, I did a story. Well, this was a big one for me. I was on my way to an open mic called Grandma's Basement, which is in the old Howard Johnson. Oh, yeah, I know. Fenway. I know oh, yeah. Grandma's Basement, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's actually closed down now because they sold the hotel, but they, they I was did. on my way there, and, and this there, there was uh, a crazy person on this train just yelling stuff from further on the car and it was hilarious I mean I tell the story if you just if you look up a YouTube clip of me it's called Cohasset Beach Guy that's what I refer to him as because he just started yelling about that and and so when I got to Grandma's Basement this was the first time I had a, a story happen to me since I started doing comedy I would just write sort of absurd jokes at first plays on words and things like that and of course, extremely dirty stuff, which comes naturally when when you're just starting out for some reason. Yeah. And and I, uh, you know, I had this story, and it, it, I just told it the way it happened, and it was it was so funny that it just became almost my signature bit, and then I would hone it and work it out and add parts, and 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 that was a the, the big you know, what I hung my hat on. And then I had a joke about being a vegan that, uh, that went over pretty good, which, which I still do now. Um, from time to time, now, what's it that? doesn't, what's doesn't that always joke? come up. What's that joke? Well, I tell you, tell uh, well, joke. I explained it a little bit because sometimes people will confuse vegan for other things like vegetarian or homosexual. And it's, it's slightly different. Uh, you know, sometimes it's different. Don't eat meat. You don't eat dairy products. You don't make sense to your family, which uh, is true with my dad. The, the first time we went out to lunch, uh, I thought I could order something like a, like a veggie burger. And, uh, <laughs> but not always made vegan because sometimes it was cheese or egg whites or fur coats, leather jackets or Michael Vick comeback player of the year trophies or something that, that expired in 2010 with that reference. So, uh, I ordered the burger, it's vegan, the waitress walks away, and my dad looks at me very disappointed in my life choices, and he says, uh, you know, you used to love cheeseburgers, and, and I said to him, well, you know, you used to love mom. <laughs> you know? 
and they, now neither of us eat those things. So, oh, you know, oh. Just, oh, <laughs> oh, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the that's the, an extra tag which will sometimes get removed based on the uh, the, the show I'm performing on. You know? yeah. Well, you know, but, uh, a grown. Is... I, I think it's funny. It, it, it's, it's not over the top and dirty unless you know what I'm talking about. Which, right. You know, well, a groan is still a good reaction. I've I've had my share as well. So, yeah. But Matt, I want to ask you one more question before we go to break. Um, what sure. what got you on stage for the first time? I mean, you said you were twenty seven. Yeah. When you started, what what got you on that stage the very first time? Was it a slow evolution, or is it something that you know you just did, or you thought about it, or impulse? It it was it was part impulse. And, and part premeditated because what happened was that I was traveling around with a friend's band. They just started a band and they went on a little tour. And for five of the shows, they played with uh, a UK band that was visiting America. You know, no one is, they weren't a big band. They were just playing small venues like we were. And we hung out with them. And I love British comedy and British old sitcoms and stuff like that. So we talked about that for a while and we were just, hanging out and they started telling jokes and busting each other's balls. So I started telling, uh, I just made up some jokes and told some stories and, and, and was getting laughs. And I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> you know? So the day that we got back from tour, there was an open mic and I said, well, I'm just going to go to it. And if I'm going to make plans to have someone meet me there, so I can't break them. And I'm just going to write a few things and then I go up and, and do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, the first time I went on stage, though, I, I kind of wrote jokes that were almost now could be considered to be anti-humor. They're like jokes that are so unfunny that they're funny or something. <laughs> uh, for example, this is this is one that I still enjoy, but uh, it, it tends to get mixed reactions. I, I, I asked the crowd if they want to if they want to hear a, if they want to hear a, a fucked up joke, you know, and and. They'll, they'll probably want to hear it, and I'll, I'll be hesitant, and i say, okay, well, here it goes. Why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? Okay, I got another one. You know, because <laughs> I fucked up the joke. I told the whole thing. I didn't pause to the punchline, you know. So uh, <laughs> I just went up there and just did that, and even, even though the... I I almost didn't do, I almost did none of that material ever again except, aside from the jokes the that one joke uh it, it still made me want to get up there and get laughs and I just kept finding out new places and it quickly took over as a as a hobby. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you on the show and I'm glad to hear the stories and and we're going to take our first break and Matt when we come back would you be ready to play some games, Matt? <laughs> I'm ready to play a game. Play yeah. some games. All right. So, All ladies right. and gentlemen, you are listening to Matt Kona uh, on Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We shall be right back. His aloofness has been described as apathetic. He doesn't lean left or right. His Facebook status is whatever. He once had a three-hour conversation with a woman and only said three words in the last minute. He 
he is the most uninterested man in the world. I don't often drink beer. I don't really care what I drink. Stay thirsty, my friends. You listen to radio, irregardless. Irregardless is even a word, which means this is even a show, which means you are just in the black hole of nothingness. What are you doing? Wake up, look around you people. Stop listening to this program. It's not giving you any advantages in the world, (laughs) except maybe a few laughs. Enjoy. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. I'm having some level issues. I don't know what is going on with my system tonight. But I like I'm trying to do the best I can with just the levels. Maybe the they don't sound right, or that you know I don't know. This it sounds like sometimes it's low and sometimes it's high. Maybe it's me. I don't know. Maybe I'm low. Maybe I'm high. Maybe it's my thing. Are you are you high, Matt? Are you high right now? Um, I I I I'm not in studio, but I I feel very high right yeah. now. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> I have to drive to New York tomorrow, so it's uh, I gotta be stone sober as a joge. Yeah. Uh, but here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna play some games, my friend. And uh, Matt, are you good at movies? Are you are you good in the whole movie repertoire? Um. I, I like to think that I am, as long as the movie is having come out in the last 10 years. So. <laughs> well, then if that's the case, you're going to do fantastic on okay. this on this particular game. We are going to start a game. And Matt, I don't know if you know this, you're playing directly in competition with our listeners. And some of our listeners are brilliant and some not so much. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to play... Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Yes, I'm, <laughs> yes we're going to threaten you. And, of course, that's Beavis from Beavis and Butthead with our title to the show. And what we're going to do is I'm going to play you a song. And these, I mean, these clips, these clips are very quick. They uh, Tonight, they're very, very quick. The longest one is six seconds. Two of them are six seconds. And the shortest one is two seconds. So... It's going to be tough. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix my volume to make sure I got this right, because I don't want to screw this up on you. So here, I got yeah. this, this. Let's try this one. Are you threatening me? Yes. Okay, there we go. Okay, that sounded pretty loud. All right, screw you. Yes, yes, yes. All right, that's my sister saying she's not that good at movies. I didn't name people, yeah. but apparently she says, screw you. She must feel like she's in a deficit. So there you go. Me thinks the lady doth protest too much. So... <laughs> Here we go. So here's the thing, Matt. I'm going to play you a clip, and this clip, like I said, is from two to five seconds. And at least I'm going to play, there's like 10. Um, you have to guess before our listening audience guess. Now, the advantage you have is you and I are on a phone call, so there's no delay between you and I in this phone call. But there is a delay between what we say and what people hear, thanks to the miracle of the internet <laughs> internet wavelengths. Um, so you probably have about anywhere between four to eight seconds to give me your answer before they answer. Now, of course, you don't know, so but you're playing directly against the audience. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my pad of paper. And as everybody knows, I'm a terrible scorekeeper. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write this down, and I'm going to go, Matt, 
there and audience there. And the audience is playing collectively. So if there's a slow dog pulling the sled, the fast ones will make up for it. Here we go. Your first sound clip, Matt, and I'll play it a couple times if you want. Here we go. Here's the first one. Can you, play it? can you play it one more time? Of course me, I can. Of course I can. I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. Okay. It's uh, just the movie you need? Uh, the movie and the, uh, yes, just the movie is fine. Okay. You know what? I can probably do all three. The, the movie is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Ooh. That's Alan Rickman as the Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> Believable. Alan, I believe that is uh hold on one moment. I'm just double checking my math right here. Uh let's see. Uh the the there we go. And it's uh, uh is that true? Yeah, I think it's here. Here we go. <laughs> Hello. You've reached Alan Rickman at five 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 zero one two two. There we go. <laughs> and, Very nice. And by the way, uh, you did get it right. I bet you do all kinds of right. Yes, and the audience got it right, too, but you were slightly faster than them on that, so I'm going to actually give the point to you on this one. (laughs) Thanks, and for completion, no, no. I I, I did the extra work just because I was excited. Right, Right. so you got the first one, so there we go. What is, my sister writes Google. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Oh, first of all, I am not Googling because, I don't know, I'm also, I'm on my phone in a parking lot, and I can't even get on the internet while on a phone call. (laughs) I swear, I swear. Just, but he's, he's so he. It's not a cheat, so he's not cheating. If anything, you guys can cheat. All right, yeah. here, here's the second one. I must break you. That's a tough one. I'll play it again. Oh, I got I it. No, I got it. You got it. You got it. I got it. Okay. It's Dolph Lundgren as Ivan Drago in Rocky Four. Holy shit! I think we have a ringer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. <laughs> it was Rocky Four, right? I will break you. I yeah. will break you. He got that. I didn't even have to play it twice. Oh, now all the now all the audience is like Rocky Four. Wow. Yes. Yeah, see, Kim Santo is one of my uh, one of my devoted listeners, and she's awesome. usually really good. And she actually went wow to your response. So you are <laughs> you're wowing our audience at this point. Wow. Hey, hey. All right. This one's this one's really obscure. I don't know if anybody's going to get this one because it's really obscure. Here we go. I'm going to hit you so hard, your children will be born bruised. <laughs> uh, wait, okay, can you play one more time again? I'm going to hit you so hard, your children will be born bruised. I'm going to hit you so hard, your children will be born bruised. Play it again. Oh, oh, man. I'm going to hit you so hard, your children will be born bruised. Oh, <laughs> I think you lost this one. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mr. T and Rocky Three. No, Kim. No, it, no, I don't know. Kim it sounds San- like a little kid. It sounds like a little kid. No, Kim Santo got it right. It's from Tank Girl. So Matt, you get. Oh, that ain't right. Yeah. And Kim gets. When I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> well, good job, Kim. It's Lori Petty as it's, Tank Girl. Oh, it's Lori Petty. Yeah, he got Lori. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. This one's tough. Here we go. I Put like the soccer 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 soccer. soccer. Or else you'll be out of here like shit through a goose. <laughs> Put a sock in it, boy. Or else you'll be out of here like shit through a goose. Oh, 
put a sock in it. Yeah, yeah, like Schindler's. Uh, I do, you know, do not know this one. Oh. Came out of the shoot hot, but I, I uh, can't name it. Kim Santo again got it right. When I'm right, I'm right. right up. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. It's Animal House, and it's Dean Warmer. Uh, it's yeah, Dean yeah. Warner. Double secret probation. That's, ah. that's it. So, no, what do you mean give it to Karen? Wait a minute. Karen didn't get it. Wait a minute. No, well, Kim. Yeah, someone Kim, that can see neither, uh, <laughs> I, I think if the camera will tie it up. I would do that. All right, here we go. Uh, I don't even know if, oh, you, nobody's going to get this. Three seconds worth of sound fight on this one. Here we go. I'll hit you so hard, I'll kill your whole family. <laughs> oh, is it, I just, uh, is it Heather's? I want to say it's from, no, if it's nope. not Heather's. I'll play it again. I'll play it again. I'll hit you so hard, I'll kill your whole family. I'll hit you so hard, I'll kill your whole family. Uh, I'll hit you so hard, I'll kill your whole family. The Lost Boys? No, no, sorry. That ain't right. No. Any of my listeners? My listeners got nothing. They're coming up empty, too. This is a really, it's a really obscure movie. Diner. Oh, yeah. Great movie, though. Great movie, though. Barry Levinson. There's a debut of Paul Reiser. He, 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 he I bet you do all role. kinds of right. He's killing it. He's killing it on the backstory knowledge. <laughs> he, he, he got that role. He wasn't even. He didn't even go to an audition. He went with an audition as a friend, and they saw him in the waiting room, and they auditioned him, and he got it. <laughs> so he doesn't know the movie, but he knows everything else. No, he doesn't know I, the sound quote. I, it's been a while since I sat down and watched it, but I, I love uh, whenever the movie gets brought up on <laughs> podcast or conversation. It's great. So right, right. Na- right now, nobody got that. So right now, you and the audience are tied two apiece. <laughs> here we go. Here comes another one, and everybody's going to get this, so you got to be quick. Here we go. I'm going to rip your fucking spine out, I swear to God. <laughs> oh, man. Slide again quick. I'm going to rip your fucking spine out, I swear to God. Uh, com- commando? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Really? I really, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna rip, rip your, your fucking out. spine out! I swear to God! I'm gonna rip your fucking spine out! I swear to God! I really? Swear to God, Terminator Two? No, uh, I can imagine a spine being ripped out in a Mortal Kombat video game by no. Johnny Cage, but I don't think so. Yeah. Well, let's quote see. from the movie Mortal Kombat. Let's see. I, I, I had to, uh, I had to refresh, um, and. Jason's got it right with Keanu. Kim's got it right with Keanu, but you have to name the movie. Johnny Mnemonic. No, it's not Johnny. The Matrix. It's not The Matrix. That ain't right. It's not The Matrix either. Oh, I know. It's uh, Devil's Advocate. I'm going to rip your fucking spine out, I swear to God. <laughs> it's not Devil's Advocate? No. Nope. <laughs> I was really hoping it would be Devil's oh. Advocate. Kim Bill Santo, Kim Kim Santo, and my sister got it right with speed. I bet you do all kinds ah, of right. Speed. That was the first R-rated movie I ever saw in a the theater, and I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, you're killing but, me! You are killing yeah, me. Yeah, he, he eventually gets this uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen 1994 <laughs> Speed, but uh, you get to see the top of a spine at some point. Oh man, I'm taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes, it's Dennis Hopper. 
said to, yeah. <laughs> huge delight. Yeah, I had to refresh. I had just to let my listeners know, I had to actually refresh my own screen so that I could read your answers. Uh, just to let you know, because uh, I'm, I'm doing the best I can yeah. with the huge delay problem. So yeah, I know. All right, here we go. Uh, number number. What is this? One, two, three, four, five, six. Number six, and they're up three to two. So here we go. I'm gonna punch right. you in the ovary. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> A straight shot. Oh, ow! Right to the baby maker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Play it one more time, please. I'm going to punch you in the ovary. That's what I'm going to do. A straight shot. Ooh, ow. Right to the baby maker. <laughs> did he say I'm going to punch you in the ovary? Yes, he did. Oh, man. Uh, they, the sequel just came out recently. Uh, uh, oh, the no, no, I'm just kidding. Really? How uh, come my listeners No, are... no, no. The sequel, it just came out years after the first one. Oh, is it... Uh, Oh, greed is good. Good Wall Street. No, my listeners have already got it. Don't wait for the (laughs) don't wait for the translation. You are incorrect, Matt Kona. That ain't right. It is the answer is uh, Anchorman when he's sitting there and he's having a fight with Veronica Corningstone. And my sister got it. So you might be systematically eliminated. You have to. You have to get the next. Let's see. They have four. They have four, and you have two. So there's only three left. So you have to get the next three, or you lose. Okay. Or you lose. I can play along at home, though. (laughs) You are playing along at home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. Here we go. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. There you go. My... Oh, also, I, I want to, this is a quick side note. Um, a, a fellow comedian, uh, Will Noonan, gave me a TV VCR because mine had broke in my house and his neighbors were getting rid of and it had a VHS of that movie stuck inside of it. Yeah. So he didn't give me a TV VCR, he gave me a TV Wizard of Oz machine. That's and... a TV. Will's been on the show and we had a lot of fun with Will as well and he was calling in the same thing. So so I'm glad yeah. you got your secondhand DVD thing. My, uh, my sister's all pissed nightmare. off. My sister's listening on an iPad and she's like, it's delay sucks. Who's Margaret? <laughs> Margaret hey, Hamilton. Listen, uh, she's on an iPad. Oh. She can also, you know, Google a quote. No. Yeah, <laughs> she probably kidding. can. There's no foul play. I, I'm just my back is against the wall. I'm a desperate man. All right, here we go, and and I'll I'll help my listeners and you because of the delay. Um, okay. This movie just came out uh, in the past two months. It's a remake. Here we go. Come quietly, or there will be. Trouble. <laughs> come quietly or there will be trouble. No, come quietly or there will be trouble. <laughs> come quietly or there will be trouble. <laughs> this on. is the remake? The, the... Oh, I, I... Sorry? Kim Santo just beat you on this. One of my listeners just took you to school. Oh, no. Robo, Robocop. I bet you do all kinds of right. Oh, man. Robocop. 
So. Well, Kim, I tip my uh, my RoboCop <laughs> hat to you. Uh, RoboCop flies in RoboCop three, and I think that is totally unrealistic. So don't remake that one. And the very last one. Let's see. I may give you two points if you can get this one. It's a very tough one. It's a very tough one. Here we go. You're gonna die screaming. And I'm gonna watch. You're gonna die screaming, and I'm gonna watch. <laughs> If you guess the actress, you'll guess the movie. The actress? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the Nev Campbell in The Craft. No. I have no idea. I have no clue. Oh, obscure reference. Nev Campbell was just in Mad Men uh, last Sunday's. Uh, I was wondering if that was her that was on Nev- the flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's she actually doesn't look too bad. Actually, my wife went, "Oh, that's Nev Campbell," and I went, "Oh, Party Five. And I'm like, you know, I go, I, I don't recognize her unless she's making out with Denise Richardson. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you went party of five, I go wild things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did anyone um, get this one yet? You're going to die screaming. <laughs> and I'm going to watch. You're going to die screaming and I'm going to watch. But wait, did you give a, a hint to it? I don't think you did. Uh, uh, there, there's, there's, uh, it's tough to give hints to it because if you give any hints. Oh, because it's the actor. Yeah, the listeners the listeners haven't done it at all. Oh, my sister got it. Son of a bitch. The long <laughs> kiss goodnight. Uh, Gina uh, Davis. I bet you do all kinds of right. Oh, my God. They're burying you. Well, here's what we're going to do. Let's do this because I'm completely prepared for this. Let's take uh, let's take our second break. Um, did I play this? Did I even play this yet? Did I? I'm not even sure. I know I set up my break, but I don't think I took my break. I haven't. Well, t- you played the promo. There was, uh, you know, some. There was the, the least interesting man in the world thing, and then there was the promo. I'm, so, I'm like going, I'm so, I'm high. Yeah, I played with Dave. Oh, yeah, I already took that break. Son of a bitch. I'm like, I didn't, I'm never going to have a technically professional show. Here's let's just, a, let's just, let's just uh, it's like potential advertisers. This is how it would go. We do a live read. Of, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I, I really uh, like this product. Yeah. Right? It helps me in my day to day life. Well, you, do you know what we'll do? We know what we'll do. We actually, we can't take a break because we're just, because. We, the audience is like they're gleaming. If I'm, I'm afraid that if I take a break, they're gonna be like, "Oh, we were hot and you took a break." So here's what we're gonna do. All right, okay. We're gonna keep going. Now we're gonna play. Would you like some cheese? I'd love some cheese. Yes. Thank you. We're gonna love some cheese. These are lines from. These are cheesy lines from movies. A lot of these movies were blockbuster movies. Some of them were shit movies. So the same rules apply. Here we right. go, Matt. I'm going to have you go because you have three and my listening audience has five, which means we have another 10 choices. So if you get them, you beat my audience, which is wow. very tough. Not, right, a lot, not a lot of people have beaten the audience. So here we go. Tonight's forecast, a freeze is coming. <laughs> Wait, play that one more time, please. Tonight's forecast, a freeze is coming. Tonight's forecast, a freeze is coming. Tonight's forecast. Oh, okay. Batman and Robin. Is coming. Batman and Robin. Batman, Batman and Robin. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Batman and Robin. There we go. He's up on the board. Okay, great. Uh, That's the only one that I have not seen, actually. I've really? not seen that. I've seen parts of it on TV uh, and just had to go to the bathroom. It's all yeah. terrible. It is all terrible. This yeah. is a really obscure re- reference, but I love this clip because it's so bizarre. Here we go. 
Planning on stealing something? No, ma'am, we're not. Plan on murdering me in my sleep? What? No. <laughs> it's bizarre. I'll play it again. Planning on stealing something? No, ma'am, we're not. Plan on murdering me in my sleep? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guess uh, the actor, you'll guess the movie. If I guess the actor, I'll guess the movie. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Actually, I'll help everybody. <laughs> that is Mark Wahlberg talking. What? No. <laughs> um, Nobody's even seen this movie. It's that bad. It's not fear. No, right? no, no. It's not fear. My listening audience, I don't think they... Oh, rock star? No. My audience... No, not Ted. No, still got it. I'll, mm. I'll give you another hint. M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> Oh, devil? Mm-hmm. Or uh, um? No, but no. Uh, Quickly, they're gonna signs. Get... No. Signs. No, no, my. The lady uh, in the water. No. The lady th- in the water. No, that was uh, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought. <laughs> my listening uh, audience got it. Uh, my sister got it. it was, she called yeah. no, the mist. No, the fog. No, not the mist. The fog. It was called happening. And technically, it's called oh, happening. The Happening, not Happening. Uh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't about the beatnik movement. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. It's Planet of the Apes. That's, <laughs> somebody wrote Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Try this one, Matt. I'll have her give me a bath. And then, who knows? You sack of wine. <laughs> Playing it again. I'll have her give me a bath. And then, who knows? You sack of wine. What is the last sentence you guys says? You sack of wine. You sack of wine? Yes, you sack of wine. Uh, I'll give uh, you a Brad Pitt said the uh, Brad Pitt said the sack of wine reference. Hmm. Um Benjamin Button <laughs> Legends of the Fall. No. Um I already refreshed, so I hope the the audience is no, nobody's got really. Nobody's got it. It's uh, ancient history. It's about, um, it's about uh, the uh, about the Greeks. California. Oh, uh, about the Greeks. Oh, Athens. No, uh, <laughs> my sister got this one too. I gave everybody hints. It's Troy. Troy. Okay. Troy. Yeah. I, I guess that's what I was thinking when I said Athens. Detroit, Athens. Yeah. How is my sister? My sister was the whole place in Georgia, right? (laughs) All right. Here we go. You know something? I'm going to, let's see. If the audience gets, uh, let's see, the audience has eight and you have four. So here (laughs) we go. If you don't get one, two, three, four, you have three chances to beat them. Okay. Here we go. I don't like sand. It's coarse and. Rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's, beaches, beaches, beaches. No, it's, it was Hayden Christensen said that line. Uh, that doesn't help. I don't know. Um, uh, the first Star Wars episode one. Close. Uh, Star Wars episode two. The Phantom Menace. Good. <laughs> 
yeah. Episode two it was. I'm going to move yeah. on because the audience episode is reeling. Two. Episode two, all right. The audience is reeling. Here we go. Did you just have a brain fart? <laughs> Begging your pardon, sir? I resent it when people fart inside my office. <laughs> Did you just have a brain fart? If you get the uh, actress, you'll get the movie. Did you just have a brain fart? Begging your pardon, sir? I resent it when people fart inside my office. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> gee, I am having a brain fart listening to this brain fart. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... Let's see, what's your name? I get the actress's name. She, I'm totally drawing a blank on her name. Uh, d- 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 the actress's name would be actually Ridley Scott directed it. Oh, uh, Selma Louise. No, Ashton Kutcher's ex-girlfriend something. Oh, uh, GI Jane. GI Jane, but unfortunately, my sister caught it first. Oh, uh, she beat me to it. Oh man, she beat me to it. I was, I was help. I was trying my best, man. Okay, you got. They got nine, and you got. F- so if you don't get this one, you're fucked. Oh no! Wait a minute. Okay. You have you have two more chances. You get you get this one. Two more. You get this one. Enough is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes. Snakes on a plane. Jackson. <laughs> and he plays the character uh, Bartholomew. Lemieux. Wow. That's the character's name. No, actually, I have to. Wow. This, like, everybody's got that one. That one's okay. This one's a little tricky, You, I, but I, I have faith in you. This okay. movie came out a while ago. It's like looking in a mirror, only not. Um, <laughs> Play face it. off. Face off? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt's coming back. All you need is two. All you need is. You need. Two for the tie, one for the win. And right. there are four left. Okay. It's four left. Here we go. This one's really tough. Pressure valve. Won't open unless there's tremendous pressure. <laughs> Wait, one more time. Pressure valve. Won't open unless there's tremendous pressure. Pressure valve won't open unless there's tremendous pressure, which is a dumb fucking line. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Guess the actor. Here we go. Pressure valve. Won't open unless there's tremendous pressure. No, not Big Trouble in Little China, but it is Kurt Russell. Oh, uh, Escape from L.A. Nope. Escape from New York. Captain Ron. Nope. <laughs> Captain uh, Ron. <laughs> Kurt Russell, right? Yeah. Kurt it's, Russell. Uh, the movie's a uh, remake. It's a remake. Uh, the original made. The original was made in like 74, 75 or something like shaft. that. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's white. He's white. I know, I know, but I thought maybe he was a minor character. Kim, you're close. It's not the Poseidon Adventure. The Poseidon Adventure was the original movie. You have to name this movie. Oh, wow. Uh, but you're close. Whitewater Raft in if it, if it was If it was Jeopardy. Yes, Kim Santo got it. Yes. Okay. Kim Santo got it. She said the Poseidon Adventure, and if it was Jeopardy, she would have lost. What no, no, not, not not Tango and Cash. It's it's definitely Poseidon. All right, there's only three left. You have seven, yeah, and they have ten. Right. So if you get them all right, you tie. I can't tie it up. Here we go. Ready your breakfast and eat hearty. But tonight we dine in hell. 
Braveheart. No, no, 300. No, Three. sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, 300. It's, no. I, 300. I'll give it to you. You yeah. said it. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Desperate man. This one's tough. They actually, they did a sequel to this that nobody watched and it went straight to video. Okay, cocksucker. Fuck with me and we'll see who shits on the sidewalk. I love that. Playing it again. Okay, cocksucker. Fuck with me, and we'll see who shits on the sidewalk. Oh, man. Uh, Catwoman? What the hell? I don't know if anybody's going to get that one. I will tell you a little about this movie. The original movie, the original movie was with, uh, let's see, the original movie had uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, David Carradine in it. That was the original, original. Sylvester Stallone and David Carradine? Yeah, the original. Know. Then they redid the movie. They rebooted it, and they did it in 2008. That's when the movie came out. Jason Statham is in it. Hmm. Jason Statham. Uh, Joan Allen is the one who actually says the quote. Yeah, Rosemary's Baby. Tyrese Gibson is in it. Elimination. Uh, no, not crank. Oh, guess what? It was death race, and you did not get it. Oh. Systematically death eliminated. Race. You've been oh. eliminated for bonus well, points. It's been a real great time playing. Good <laughs> job, audience. Thank you, Mark, for hosting and hinting. That's well. You know something? Let's try one more. This is the one for bonus points. And let's see if the audience can do, get this one. How to get burned? How to get burned? I, How to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. <laughs> How to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a very uh, obscure reference. It's Wicker Man. Oh yeah, I've not seen it. Nobody's please. nobody's seen it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the movie's unwatchable. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably another uh, M Night Shyamalan ding dong. Yeah, so, yeah. But here's what we're gonna do, uh, Matt. You've been a, you've been a good sport. Let me keep you on the phone just for another thing because I want to ask you a couple more questions. When we come back for sure. break. And ladies and gentlemen, sure. you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. Hi, this is Kristen Feltman, and uh, there's no reality TV on worth watching on Wednesday night, so uh, listen to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294.
take a lot of public transportation. There's one train, uh, the B train on the green line. It's always crowded. It was on there at the beginning of the summer. I'm like pressed up against the door. It's unusually quiet for such a crowded train though, and I soon found out why. One voice further down the train says, Dancing! Dancing! Now keep in mind, I couldn't see if he was actually dancing, but he was singing about it, so I believed him. And he continued, I'm dancing! I'm dancing to titty music on the radio! And then things got weird. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is Matt Kona uh, from a, from a, that's actually uh, that's the clip that's the Quahasset Beach guy uh, yeah. from your set. Um, so it's uh, it's been fun, and I want to actually talk to you about a couple more things. Then I'll let you go, and I'll uh, uh, I don't think we got any uh, call in, which is fine. So I'm just gonna kind of wrap it because we're moving. Um, but I will ask you this: uh, Where's my thing? There it is. Okay, there it is. I had to figure it out. Um, couple things I want to say is, uh, first of all, um, where are you going to be this weekend? Are you playing? Where are you playing? Is it is it up on your website where you're playing this weekend? Yeah, I, uh, I think yeah. There, if you on my Facebook page, the Matt Kona, just Matt Kona, K O N A. I, I have it posted. Uh, I'm at the um, in Harvard Square on Friday night. There's a show at, at 45 Mount Auburn Street. It's uh this guy, David Eric Finn, is doing a one-man show in this little, uh, cool little community space there. So I'm going to be opening up that. And on uh, Saturday night, I'll be at Victoria's Station in, uh, Vic- sorry, Victoria's Diner in it, in South Boston near Andrew Square. It's their uh, inaugural first time they're having a comedy show there. There's a there's a downstairs to the diner that they're going to set up. So uh, that should be fun. So that'll be uh, what I'm doing Saturday night. Very cool. And I noticed on your website, uh, you have a Wednesday. Do you have a Wednesday gig? Um, I used to. I I should probably update that. Uh, The the, (laughs) the show that happened on Wednesdays, I used to record a live podcast, like a storytelling show, which um, no longer happens live at the moment, at least. But you can go back and listen to some episodes uh, on on Matcona dot com, and uh, yeah, they used to be at, at Grandma's basement, and um, yeah. you know they're they're uh, a thing of the past now. But but I'd like to bring it back someday because I I do like the storytelling type shows. I just I don't always like the producing of shows after a while. So I, believe me, I hear you. From I'm the one man. I got one hand on the mixer and the other hand on the computer and just mouse and I'm doing so producing is uh is it's rewarding but it's completely taxing so i get you yeah yeah um and the last thing i want to ask and i ask this of every single one of my guests i don't care if they're a musician or an actor or a comic but i ask them the same question all the time you have got to tell our listening audience your two uh stories one of your best gig and the second of your worst gig and the best gig story has to go first because the worst gig is always going to be a better story. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, I could do, I could do that. Um, all right. Well, the the best gig 
was unexpected. And, and, and actually, you know, sometimes you, if you have a bad gig, you just can't wait till you get on stage mm. next and, and kind of put it behind you. So I had a, I kind of had a bad gig on a Friday night and on, uh, on Saturday I had nothing. It was also the day of the Boston comedy festival finals at the will, uh, sorry, at the, um, Somerville theater, which is a, a big, the movie theater, but yeah. it's got a giant screen. It fits about 700 people in their main, um, room. So I just hung out during the day. There's a poker game and I, I recorded some podcasts and hung out. There was a, some industry things, you know, like a Q and a type scenario. So I hung around all day and, and I volunteered to help out as part of the festival finals. And so I was a stage manager. I could either be stage manager or the guy that keeps track of everyone's time, but that is too much responsibility for this big thing where someone could win $10,000. So uh, I did not want to do that. So uh, I'm stage managing backstage and the show is starting late because everyone had bought tickets in advance and sold it out. But there's only, you know, two people taking tickets at the box office. So there's a huge line around the corner and uh, we're about 45 minutes behind schedule. And Tony V who's hosting says, we gotta, we gotta do something. These people have been waiting in here a while. So I tell you what, there's a couple comics back here. I'll just go out, tell everyone what's going on, that the competition hasn't started yet. And then I'll bring you out and then you just, you know, do a few minutes and then, uh, we'll keep going from there. And I was like, uh, what, <laughs> you know? Okay. So I basically got 30 seconds notice to perform in front of, you know, Nice. Just under 700 people, because not everyone was seated yet. Right. But, uh, but I think that when I got on stage, the people thought the show was starting, so they kind of all came in. Because originally, there was supposed to be a few comics after me, just to, to fill time until everyone was seated. But right. I was the, I ended up being the only one. So I ended up doing a, a guest spot in front of like this huge crowd. And, and it was it was great, because I'd been honing the you know, the five to seven minute set over the last couple months or so from the festival. And I didn't make it to the through right. to the finals, but it was nice to, to be in the finals with no pressure too, you know? So, oh my God. Yeah. It might go over a minute too, but what are they going to do? Dock me my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I even showed up the next year and I was just like, Hey, just so you know, uh, you know, <laughs> you need it. but uh, they didn't, they didn't need it the second year. <laughs> So that's the best gig, I'd say. Um, the worst gig was my, it was my first night working for this one booker, and, and, and it was in Maine at, at a very big room that was very gold in color. I, I won't gotcha. say exactly where it is. I get yeah. you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. And, um, it, it was also sold out, but a very different kind of sold out. I think there's probably, I don't know how many seats, they were on like 300 or so, but there there was no wait staff. There was just the one little side bar. There's a restaurant kind of attached to it, yeah. but everyone there uh, was in a bike club. It was, it was a benefit for, for a biker club, which uh, like, whatever, I think that's fine. I think they, they would like my jokes and stuff, but I think that it was clear that they were pretty much there just to support the the club like it was a big group activity and right. they were hanging doing it out to, uh, they were doing it to be to be to patronize the actual club yeah 
Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and there's 300 of them, so it's like they they don't get together in groups of 300 that often. So they're talking and, <laughs> and they're in line constantly for the beer. And I was going on um, after this this comic who was around my age, this female comic, and she asked me what I wanted for an intro, and I and I told her I had a. I, I was using like a little bit of a jokey intro, which kind of, I said, just say I'm the former head writer of com. Please welcome Matt Kona. And, uh, <laughs> and she said, she just said, uh, I'll probably just say that you owe me money in child support. And I, I said, what? <laughs> and, like, I didn't think she was serious about it. So she goes up and she does her set and she says exactly this guy, uh, he actually owes me money in child support. Oh, God. Uh, and, and then there was, like, some ladies in the crowd. There was a lot of ladies in the crowd. And they were like, boo, fuck him. Like, they took it seriously. And uh, I just, <laughs> and oh, then she called me Steve Kona, which might have been a blessing in disguise. I don't want them knowing my name. So I go up there and just, you know, I, I tried. I tried, but I tried. To, to, to win them over, but they were already so distracted. These women are yelling at me. I'm trying to joke about it, and it's like the and, it's like the best thing ever to go. Hey, how was your set? I tried. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I I and and the bottom line is, uh, you know, I did my time. I did. I did it. I did it. I uh, the the jokes that I was planning on doing. And and uh, I I still paused for the laughs, but they were more faggot. <laughs> but I got a couple of faggots, and I got uh I got like some some stuff thrown at me too. And really? Just, yeah, yeah. And, and and so after I, I my set, I, I was just uh I was a cigarette smoker then, and I didn't have any cigarettes. So I was like, I'm just gonna walk to a gas station. This guy's doing around here. I walked for about 40 minutes, found nothing, so I had to turn around and walk 40 minutes back. And then, of course, if I had just gone to the left, there was a gas station, like, right yeah, there. Yeah, you have so. been fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but maybe maybe blowing off steam turns out to be the better route for me. Oh. But, you know, so this is my first impression of this book. For, you know, he's sorry that they're throwing stuff at me, but I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it was, you know, and then you got a two-hour drive ahead of you. You get home at, like, one in the morning, <laughs> and, and, yeah. I, I, love the, I love the worst gig stories. They're so, yeah. they're so better. Yeah, I mean, so there's, there's so I, those the, exactly those, those are some of the reasons that I wanted to start a podcast and and just talk about the hell gigs and uh, the, you know like the the extremely awful setups that people will have like they expect you to use a, a clip on mic you would have on a, a, a talk show. Uh, I did a, a college like that one time, so I just rolled up a magazine and clipped the mic to that and pretended that was a microphone. <laughs> so you know. Just, I'm always trying to make the best out of the worst situations, but sometimes yeah. if they're just not giving you any respect or or, or peace of mind, it's uh, it is it is an un, un, un I, I well, can't even find a word to describe that's it. That's the that's the nature of the game sometimes, and I've been in this uh, I've been playing this game for a long time, and it's it's. Uh, sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's really bad. And most of the time it's just right in the middle. So, yeah, but Matt, uh, thank you so much for being a part of radio regardless and, uh, listening audience go and check out Matt Kona at Matt And also you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at, well, follow him on Twitter and Matt Instagram at 
at Matt Kona. I think that's the correct pronunciation. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to t- I like Instagram. Yeah. It's just photos and yeah. they're fun. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I haven't even tried the Instagram yet because I don't I don't post a lot of shit like that. I just don't. My new thing is I take pictures of people that look like famous people, and I'm going to start posting those, which I think is funny. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect yeah. for, for Instagram, too, because I like it. I mean, Twitter's fun. You, you know, you write a joke, but Instagram, you're like, oh, this is funny. I'll take a photo of this, yeah, funny. and you'll see why it's funny. Like, I, the CNN.com today, they said, like, their top five stories. Number one was Miley Cyrus. Number two, penis. Just said penis. No explanation. <laughs> Just said the word penis. It's almost like someone hacked into the computer, but I actually, it's about a, a rapper who cut his penis off and then jumped out of a building but survived. So it's hilarious now. But um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, I, I I appreciate you having me on, Mark. No, and, no problem, uh, and uh, and definitely uh, I'll see you around the playground. And Matt, it's uh, it's been great having you on. And uh, listening audience, go check him out at mattkona.com. Go look for his schedule and get up there. Listen to you know if even if you want to do the whole thing, get get on a YouTube video, punch it up, get his uh, Twitter followers up, and all that stuff. So. Matt, thank you so much for joining uh, Radio Regardless, and I'll see you around the campus, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Have All a right. good night. All right, you too. Bye. That was Matt Cohen, everybody. Uh, and let me just uh, let me post this up. So I was just checking um, while I was speaking with Matt as well. I was checking to see if uh, I got any phone calls. I did not, but... I did, however, get a, an email, and this is the the last part of the show where I don't keep you guys too long, because it is a school night, as it were. Um, let's see, let's see. There's a there's a question that Kim Santo wrote. I gotta see because I gotta move my phone a little bit. Let's see. If an online dating profile lists someone as being latex gerbil curious, is that a problem? If you're a gerbil. Who's allergic to latex, I would imagine. So, unless, well, you're either a curious gerbil about latex or you're a gerbil who's allergic to latex and curious. Maybe you're a gerbil who's curious if they're allergic to latex. Maybe that's it. It could be. I don't know. It's, um, it's just another way my listeners decide to just fuck with me. But it's a decent question. I'll give you that. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap the show, guys. It's uh, It's been a, a pleasure uh, having you guys with me. Uh, if you want to be a sponsor on Radio Regardless, you can... Why does that always seem so quick? That always seems so quick. i got to start it later, I think. Um, if you want to be a sponsor on Radio Regardless... Um, you can email me at radio irregardless at gmail.com or call the hotline and leave a, an audio promo, whatever you like, which would be fine. Uh, and then if you want to be a guest or whatever, something like that, just certainly email. I'm around. We'll figure it out. We could do some things together, but you don't know. So, and here's also, um, where's my theme song come from? Uh, good question. My theme song is actually written by my wife's nephew. Uh, he, it was written and composed, uh, and I do the credits at the end as well, but I'll just tell you this, uh, Derek Dupuy, uh, who actually, uh, hopefully with luck will be, um, how do you, how might a gerbil discover he has latex allergy? Well, if the guy who's holding him, who's shoving in his ass is wearing a glove, I guess to answer that question. Uh, but I was trying to answer Jason's first. So, but the other one might've seemed a little more pressing. 
Uh, but yes, Derek is, uh, he actually got accepted to Berkeley. So with luck and uh, some cash, because it's very expensive, he's going to try to go to Berkeley. But he still may go to Berkeley next year as well. So uh, he, he wrote it, directed it, produced, well, he wrote it and produced, and wrote it and composed it, I guess. So, but that being said, if you want to be a sponsor or anything like that, you let me know through the emails and stuff like that. It would be fantastic to have you guys. And up in the upcoming weeks, I'm going to put something together where you guys get to challenge me on the games. And we're going to do something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. You've been listening to Radio Regardless. I'm Mark Scalia. This has been Radio Air Regardless, hosted by Mark Scalia. Your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Air Regardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden shall be sent to a work camp.